We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, when Hall of Famer Ray Lewis speaks, we all tend to listen, especially when it's about Lamar Jackson, Sarah. Yeah, no doubt. And in a recent sit-down interview with Phil Simms, Ray admitted to believing that the system Baltimore's been running under Greg Roman was never the right fit for Lamar. And much more on that and other comments he made just ahead. I'm Bobby Trossett alongside Sarah Ellison. It's Thursday, January 26th. And this is your morning Ravens update from inside the vault. The last year for Ravens rookie David Ajabo has been nothing short of trying. But he recently opened up about the uphill battle he's faced since tearing his Achilles and how he's remained positive amidst it all. Plus, former Ravens defensive end Derek Wolf is in the news again. Stay tuned for his latest hunting story. Yeah, we have all that and more coming up. Thank you for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. All right, Bobby, add all-time Ravens great Ray Lewis to the very lengthy list of prominent figures around the NFL who are or already have, weighed in on Lamar Jackson's situation in Baltimore. Yeah, and Sarah, even though his points made are very similar to ground that we've already covered in recent weeks, the fact of the matter is it's coming from the GOAT. So here he is alongside Phil Sims on Paramount+. Plus. I think it's simple, man. Lamar Jackson is a rock star, but the offense that he's been playing in the last three, four years with Greg Roman as offensive coordinator, I always said this, that doesn't fit him. Right. It fits him because he has to be Superman. Right. He has to make five people miss. But Lamar Jackson needs a number one receiver. Not uh, Lamar Jackson needs help. Right. Lamar Jackson. They, they haven't given Lamar Jackson the opportunity to really throw the ball downfield. Like, let this guy do what what I think he does very well. Now, Sarah, the last thing either of us want to do is put words in Ray's mouth. But. At the same time, do you think he really meant that Lamar has just outgrown G. Rose's system? I mean, 
We all know it looked like an awfully good fit for him during his MVP season in 2019 and even throughout much of 2020. Regardless, I think we both can see, hear, and feel his point, and that's that Baltimore has to surround Lamar with more pieces to the passing attack puzzle, which begins with finding a true number one wide receiver. And it was abundantly clear that both Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh believe that that is indeed true. That's based on what we heard during last week's end-of-season press conference. But how realistic, how realistically feasible, given their limited 2023 draft capital and tight cap space? I don't know yet. And EDC may have to get creative with maybe a player-for-player trade and or make some very tough decisions in that cap casualty department. EDC's been known to wheel and deal a time or two and... I know you're with me here. We are ready to see him do exactly that this offseason on a pass catcher. Here's more from Ray, though, who was challenged by Phil Sims in regards to what Baltimore has done for Lamar via the draft, which obviously hasn't worked out on a number of levels. I understand the injuries, Phil, but I'm just telling you, when you have a player that dynamic, Patrick Mahomes is surrounded around nothing but help. Lamar, we got Mark Andrews. We got a couple of other guys, but we need pieces right. around Lamar Jackson to help Lamar Jackson. Well, I think they're going to change it. I'll just say this. Do you think Lamar Jackson could have played in that playoff game? Was he physically capable of being there? Um, honestly, you know, I have I witnessed um, that injury. Right. And that's not an injury that you just come back. Not when you do what he do. Yeah. Right. His his legs is his one of his superpowers. Absolutely. Right. And I I just don't think it was well enough for him to come back. Yeah, Bobby, the calls have been loud. They've been consistent, and they've most recently come from prominent Bolt Sports figures such as Ray and Ed Reed. Partner, I don't feel like there's much more to say on this. Ray and Ed know it. We know it. This fan base knows it. And again, based on what we heard last week, the organization's higher ups know it. Unless, of course. This was just lip service. The one area that needs to be, you know, built is the is the wide receiver room. So that'll be a new room, basically. There'll be pieces of it still there. You know, you know the guys. And then we'll be adding a lot of pieces to that room, and there'll be competition too. So that'll be the room that'll start together in this new offense, and we'll build with those guys. So I think, you know, you're talking about 75% of the offense is intact, and 25%, and it's all in the same room, will be new. And that's probably pretty normal, but that's uh, – that makes me happy because I feel like we got a lot of guys that know ball and have had a lot of experience here. And, the, and that room that you're talking about, the wide receiver room, room can't be built up. And, you know, that's, those are pieces we can give Lamar and give him a chance to really, you know, thrive. Well, it's certainly something we're going to look at. You know, obviously, uh, this season didn't end up the way we wanted it to. We had some injuries, obviously, with, with Bate and with Devin. Um, you know, uh, we traded Hollywood last year, so we definitely took on some water this year at that position. We'll continue to look at that, you know, via free agency, the draft, and our role is really to just to find the best guys that fit our situation. And, um, you know, we hear the fans, we hear you guys with the questions. Um, certainly, our goal is to build the very best team we can build. And, you know, last year, one of our key, I think, missions was to build the offensive line back. And we feel excited about that and the way that we were able to do that in different ways. We think we're very, very close to building a championship team and everything that goes with that. And so we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that this offseason. Um, 
you know, and that'll be through the draft, through free agency, potential trades and things like that. But we will build the best team we can to compete every single week. Still to come here on The Vault, we're going inside David Ajabo's rookie year in Baltimore, courtesy of David himself. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So it has been quite a rookie year for David Ajabo, Sarah. He was projected as a top 10 pick in last year's NFL draft, but tearing his Achilles tendon changed the course on everything for him. He fell to the second round, which cost him millions in the big picture, and then had to spend most of his first NFL season rehabbing. It's not exactly the way players dream of starting their professional careers by any stretch of the imagination. And Bobby, I know we've both listened to players as they've come back from big season-ending injuries like that. And I've often heard players talk about how hard it is to go through what they call sometimes dark and frustrating times while coming back from those things. And they often feel lonely because those types of players that are on injured reserve, they're often separated a lot from the rest of the team while they're doing treatment. And it's hard to watch a year of their short NFL lives. They're, they're always short. You never know if tomorrow's promised. And to see a year go, go by the wayside while they're sidelined, it's really tough for them to go through. But David, David Ajabo was a guest on the Neil Reynolds podcast. And he says he never let the circumstances get him down. Your pro day, obviously, we know what happened. We happened there. You know, adversity comes in many different ways, I think, on paths to the NFL. You tore your Achilles. Um, I mean, you can talk me through it in a second. But first question, were you scared in terms of thinking about what was next with the NFL? The NFL was just around the corner. What was the first thoughts you had? Got to get it fixed. That was the first thing, man. Got to get it fixed. No point crying, screaming, yelling. It's torn. You know, crying not going to fix it. So I just call my agent, call my peoples. I flew out the next day. I had surgery the day after. So he's got to trust God's plan, man. End of the day, you know, he gives his hardest battles to the strongest soldiers. So 
you know, I just I just stayed down, prayed, and, you know, you see how, how life's, life's going right now. Bobby, I really enjoyed listening to this podcast because I feel like we never really got a chance to get to know his personality. Like when you're on injured reserve, you just aren't, you don't talk to the media very much. But from this podcast, what I learned about him as epitomized in that soundbite and many others that we haven't played is that he is just mentally strong. Saying that there was no need to sit around and cry and instead move forward with a prayer in his heart, that really resonated with me. He wanted to transcend his adversity rather than be buried by it. And to help him do that, he decided to look for a bigger purpose behind his injury. And he believes that purpose was to bring him to Baltimore. I mean, what's happened has happened. If we if we all had a rewind button, we'll probably use it. But, you know, you just got you just gotta keep it pushing. And, you know, have faith that everything happens for a reason. So that's personally how I approached it. Like, you know, and now I'm seeing God's reason, you know, reuniting me with, you know, my coach, my, my brother Odafe, you know, mm. my coach's brother, uh, Coach Harbaugh. So, you know, I just, I trust it all, man. You know, it's interesting that Ajabo says that because his landing in Baltimore really did feel like destiny, which is how he's even described it before. He mentioned being reunited with Adafe Owe and Mike McDonald. And of course, for those who don't know, Owe was Ajabo's high school teammate and really was the figure that inspired Ajabo to play football in the first place, which is pretty wild when you think about it. They have ended up on the same NFL team together, but Ajabo, of course, grew up in Nigeria until he was seven before moving to Scotland for his dad's job as an engineer. And it was there that he really blossomed as both a soccer and basketball player. He then moved to the U.S. when he was 15 as a way of really solely boosting his chances of becoming a professional athlete. And two years later, what do you know, at the age of 17, he finally tried out football and the rest is written. I mean, Bobby, it was obviously in his blood to just start playing at 17. And uh, then he's recruited basically a year in. Then he goes on to Michigan, wins the Big Ten with McDonald, and they both wind up here with the Ravens. I mean, his journey really is insane. And now that he's here, listen to this high praise that he gives to this Ravens organization. It's the perfect organization, man. And you know, like I said, I didn't waver because I knew God had a plan. And as soon as I heard my name called, you know, I knew exactly, you know, exactly, you know, why all that happened. And man, this organization is its like this, you know, everybody got each other back. And, you know, we, we're all working towards one goal. And I could have asked for, you know, a better destination. Now, of course, you couldn't see his gesture when he said the organization is like this. But at the time, he was interlacing his fingers to show how tight the locker room is. And and Bobby, that was kind of nice to hear that because with all the drama that's been going on with Lamar's contract and the craziness of his injury, things have really gotten gloomy and even toxic among the fan base. But it's nice to hear that the team and the locker room really seem to stick together. And you know, Sarah, moving forward, my gosh, is it going to be nice for him to move into a new season, right? And just leave this entire thing behind completely. I mean, we really only got a glimpse to your point of what David could do because of his injury. And then obviously getting stuck behind productive veterans on sort of team friendly, short-term deals in his limited action. He did have that strip sack on Joe Burrow in the regular season finale. And we all obviously hope that that was just the beginning of great things still to come in Baltimore. And certainly, 
Count General Manager Eric DaCosta among those who's certainly looking forward to getting Ajabo back on the field come the fall of 2023. Yeah, I mean, we are extremely excited about Dave. Came off the Achilles, obviously. Uh, he worked very, very hard to come back. You know, probably could have played a little bit earlier, but quite honestly, we stayed very healthy at that position. We loved our depth at the outside linebacker position. We didn't want to rush him in there. And uh, But he's a long, tall guy, explosive, great attitude, tremendous, tremendous potential. And we just can't wait to see what he's going to do this year. I mean, I think having a great offseason for him, you know, considering what he went through last year, is really critical. His attitude is awesome. He's got an infectious personality and a lot of ability. All right, Bobby. Now, admittedly, we're a few days late on this one, and we do recognize he's no longer a Raven, but Derek Wolf, he is in the news again. And this time, it's become a national story. Sarah, Derek has been nothing short of a complete lightning rod over the last year or so. Remember, it began with that photo of him carrying a bear down a mountain, which he posted to social media during last year's offseason. At the time, he was still a Raven. And obviously, it created a you-know-what storm online and within the Ravens fan base community, seeing how he missed all of 2021 with hip and back injuries, and it was unclear where he was at in those rehab processes. Then came the injury settlement leading into Ravens training camp, and then the accusations aimed at Baltimore strength and conditioning coach Steve Saunders, essentially saying his regiments derailed his career that ultimately forced him into retirement after nearly 10 NFL seasons. All right, so <laughs> after hearing all that, it's like, how can there be more? That's a fair question, but there's definitely more, and so much so, this might actually be the wildest story of them all. Derek's most recent Instagram activity features a hunting mission in which he was tasked with slaying a male mountain lion in the boondocks of Colorado. You heard that right, a male mountain lion here's part of his recent interview on fox news since 1990 there's been 23 human attacks so that means every other year there's a, a human being attacked by by a mountain lion yeah. just last year alone in a in a town up by boulder boulder colorado 15 dogs pet dogs were killed in 30 days and people were calling call, parks and wildlife wondering where you at why aren't you coming to help us so i i got a call from a good friend of mine his name's Alex Nestor. This wasn't a paid hunt. I didn't pay for this hunt. It was just yep. something that I was interested in doing. I love to hunt. And uh, he called me and said, hey, there's a cat up here. Um, you want to come help? And I said, yeah, let's go. So we get up there, and the first thing we see is a, a full-grown mule deer that he had drug across the road right across the street from somebody's house. And it was, and then, uh, we followed those tracks up to his porch. And up on that porch, it was up on this woman's porch and living underneath of her porch even. When she and wow. when we had talked to the, the landowner, they said, hey, we have house cats and the cats, cats are acting weird. We were wondering why. Well, it's because you have a full grown 200 pound, eight and a half foot mountain lion walking across your front yard. And that's why. So in Colorado, you're allowed to use dogs to get these cats treed because it's important to see how what kind of cat you're after. Right. You want to you want to go right. after um, full grown mountain lions, full grown male mountain lions. That's what you want, because. Those full-grown males will kill kittens as well. They will kill the kittens to get the um, female lions to go back into heat. So it's important to manage that herd, right? You have to manage every population of animal out here, um, especially these mountain lions. Um, so we got the dogs on them, and it was the uh, most 
I'll tell you, I've been through some tough training camps, brother, but this hunt, man, it, it beat me up bad. I was beat up bad. I'm all cut up and scraped up. I was in full body cramps, barely made it up there. The cat itself, when we finally got to it, was at uh, 9,600 feet altitude. And I don't know if anybody knows anything about altitude, but you're sucking air up at that high. Um, I was able to make a good shot, a good ethical shot, and um, harvested the cat and got him out of there and did everything by the book. This was completely legal. CPW came down and uh, checked the cat in for me. I took the meat and got it processed. I'm gonna eat that cat. I can't believe what's, what's happening to me. I can't believe that going on a legal hunt, doing something legal by the book, They've, they've had 200 calls to Colorado Parks and Wildlife trying to turn me in like I did something wrong. I'm not going to get too deep into the weeds here, Sarah, but I will say this. Clearly something needed to happen here. 15 dogs in 30 days is obviously no joke. And who's to say it wouldn't have been a human being at some point too. With that said though, gosh, as an animal lover, Sarah, I know relocation in these situations is easier said than done on a number of levels, but it just pains me when loss of life comes into play, especially when there's another option on the table, uh, even though it would be extremely complex. I do understand how the world works, though, and obviously this mountain lion's behavior had to be addressed, but still, it's just a bummer. And before we fly, some other quick news items you need to know, beginning with this emotional soundbite from Ed Reed as he talks about no longer being the head coach of Bethune-Cookman, saying they're not being truthful about him. You have crackheads walking through campus, man. There's no security for these young women. And men. I'm not trying to bash the school. We were picking up trash when I was screen recorded. I didn't post that. Somebody screen recorded me and put that out there because they said I was mutting the school. I'm not mutting the school. We're picking up trash. At the time, you're telling me I'm mutting the school. I'm on the ground grabbing trash from under trees behind bushes because my football team was acting too cute. Don't interview me. Interview them kids. Interview the team. Interview these young women and men. I'm not here for me. I got a 40-year-old son who I've been missing his stuff for three weeks. I'm tired, man. This is exhausting, man. They lying on me, man. Why lie on me, man, to save your face, man? Because you're doing something wrong. Yeah, that is tough to listen to. Much love goes out to Ed Reed as he works through what has to be an extremely difficult time. Hopefully things can get better there. Meanwhile, there were only four defensive players, Bobby, across the entire league that didn't miss a single snap this season. And what do you know? It's Raven safety Chuck Clark, who was one of them, along with Viking safety Cameron Bynum, Saints linebacker Demario Davis, and Seahawks safety Quandre Diggs. Now that stat comes courtesy of CBS Sports, Joel Corey. It's just crazy to think that last offseason, we didn't even know if Clark would be on this Ravens team. But he just put his head down and worked despite the team adding two high-quality safeties to the mix. And Clark never let go of his starting job. Much respect to Chuck. That's a former sixth-round pick who's literally earned everything he's received. Not given a dang thing, and he is one of my favorite players uh, within this entire organization out of Virginia Tech. 
With that, though, thanks for listening to The Morning Vault. As always, we created our show to keep you plugged in to all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. You can also catch us on YouTube by searching The Vault, a podcast covering the Baltimore Ravens. And we'd love to hear from you with comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. That is all the time we've got today. But be sure to check out our big picture Q&A episode if you haven't already. 